the best location for your restaurant. This is what we're going to talk about in today's show. So here's a case. You may be looking into opening a new restaurant and you're looking up, talking to maybe brokers as well as checking out on, on websites like Biz by Sell and many other websites like that uh, to see what restaurants are listed for sale. And you somehow get a hold of the address. You go to these locations and you want to know how are you going to know if this is actually a good location or not. Now, that could be your first uh, adventure in the restaurant world, or it is that you already have a location or two and you're looking into expanding. You go into new neighborhoods that maybe you don't know about, and you sure have heard about this saying, location, 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 because actually that doesn't matter, that decision. And here's the thing, choosing the right location for your restaurant, um, it literally can make you or break you. Uh, it's a fact because it's a permanent decision. Any other decision you may, you know, in, in this adventure, you're going to be making a lot of decisions. However, the location is one decision. It's kind of permanent. And once you've made it, it's kind of done. Once you sign those papers, if you know what I mean. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, and this decision, as we talked about, can make you or lose you hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't know about where you're located, but where we're at, I get to see um, a lot of restaurants go um, out of business. There was just a Mediterranean restaurant that went out of business. They had TVs in their patio and all that. And my husband and I were like, oh, wow, what a shame. They probably spent $2 million in building it out. It did not last six to eight months or so. They had to close. I mean, it's a shame. You can lose thousands of dollars. So it is a very critical decision that you spend a good bit of time making. You need to assess many different things in order to know if it's a good location or not. So what we're going to do today is I'm going to be talking to you about 12 factors that you need to consider before you choose a location for your restaurant. I do have a PDF that goes with this show. And the reason is because I'm going to go over these 12 factors and it would be good for you to just print that PDF out and fill it out. You're like, okay, I'm going to go check this site. Factor number one or this thing, or, you know, looking at the pros and cons and the shortcomings of each of the locations that you're you're looking at because I'm going to tell you this is not going to be a black and white decision so if you're interested in that pdf that I put together for you it is free to download I'm going to have the link down below click on it go get it print it use it make some dough people all right so let's talk about it oh actually at the end of the show I'm going to give you a bonus tip and that is how to calculate what your total gross sales need to be based on your rent to make a profit. You're going to see, go see these locations and they're going to be like, oh, it is a 3000 square foot. Hypothetically, I'm making it up and rent is $9,500 a, uh, a month, right? That is for our, our restaurant, our first restaurant. It is, that's, that's what it's costing us, right? It's 3000 square foot and it is $9,500 a month for rent and all that goes into the landlord department, you know what I mean? And it is important, when we bought our first restaurant, I absolutely, we had no idea that is it break, under break even or it's over break even. Um, when we bought our restaurant, it was actually making about $450,000 and it was hundreds of thousands of dollars below break even. And I'm gonna show you the math. So wherever location you're going to see, you're like, oh, in order for us to make a profit, we need to be making $1.2 million, interesting. And then you can be like, oh, if we need to be making $1.2 million, do we have the oven for that? Do we have the staff for that? Uh, what kind of a marketing do we need to be doing in order for us to make $1.2 million to make a profit? This is 
Okay, I don't know who talks about it, but I never heard about that, so we had to learn it with a lot of blood and sweat. So I'm gonna share that with you at the end of the show so you can do the math and not lose money, friend. Okay, so uh, who am I and what this whole thing is about? This is Making Dough Show. We're obsessed about helping you make some dough in this business. My husband and I were both restaurant owners. We own pizzerias, we're in the San Antonio area, and again, we're passionate about helping you grow your sales. No sales, there's nothing to talk about, friend. This is just a very stressful hobby um, or a stressful job if you're not making a profit. So this is what we're all about. And uh, subscribe to the show. We're on YouTube. We're on all podcast platforms. We have free resources on the website for you. As well, uh, we're obsessed with many things, one of them being text message marketing. We offer that as service uh, as well. We're making to agency is our agency agency that we serve different restaurants. If you're interested in learning more about that, it's a service we've used over five years with our restaurants, right? We've texted for our restaurants over a million texts. Can you believe that? We have a really large list because we've been focused on collecting text messages and, um, and we can help you. We have true and tried systems that, uh, again, we'd be happy to help you. It's less than $10 a day. I think if you've never tried it, it'd be worth a try. Come to our website, check it out. If you want to talk about it, let me know. We're just an email away. You can send us an email to makeadoshow at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'll get back to you. Now, let's talk about the 12 factors. Let's get into the show. Today, I'm going to be talking about, again, 12 factors that you need to consider before choosing a restaurant location. Grab your PDF. And uh, I wanted to share with you, again, a few photos. Uh, This is us when we bought our first restaurant. We really knew nothing about nothing. So uh, we went and saw this restaurant that was listed for sale, as I mentioned, right? We went and saw this location. We're from not even living in Texas at that time. So we're like, okay, is this even a good location or not? There's some things that you see from the outside. And here's what we knew, what the broker said. The broker said, this is a cash cap. It's literally what the broker said. It is poorly managed and you two, you know, your background is engineering because we had zero restaurant experience and that's about five years ago. And they're like, oh, you know, this is a cash cow. You guys are going to be making so much money, blah, blah, blah. We're like, oh yeah, that sounds about right. And just a couple months in, uh, uh, we had a Chick-fil-A that it was like a dirt lot. It turned into a Chick-fil-A in like six months. We had a brand new Chick-fil-A and you know, Chick-fil-A's on average make like four or five million dollars uh, a year, right? They get up. They're very successful. As you know, this is public information. You can look it up. So we were like, oh, wow, you know, they're setting up shop. This must be a fantastic location, right? But here's the truth. Our first year, uh, we were mostly empty. And this is a picture of uh, our first location, actually. That's our restaurant right there. Uh, It was mostly empty. Now, granted, I shot this uh, photo around uh, 10 a.m. before we were open. So we're not that empty now. By God's grace, praise God. We have a lot of good customers. But... We were mostly empty our first year in business and it was it was a big challenge because as I mentioned, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars below break even. So the payroll is gonna hit like minus 8K every week. You know, that's just not very pleasant. I don't I don't wish that on anybody. So here's what happened. Restaurant was empty most of the time, as I said, this first year. And we thought, listen, this is a bad location. So we're like, look at the, there's a horrible exit. The exit is very inconvenient because we had a Walmart and like there was a lot of traffic getting to the exit. We're like, you know what? That's why no one's uh, coming into our restaurant. We're like, 
oh, the parking lot is full. You know, it's all Chick-fil-A's part. Chick-fil-A's employees are parking in our area and we wanted to like argue with the Chick-fil-A. No, the reason we're empty is because, you know, we thought it's because of employees parking in our area and there's parking, you know, there's no parking for our customers. That's why we're empty. Oh, we have no visibility. You know, Chick-fil-A is obviously closer to the main road and we have no visibility in this corner of the strip mall. That is why we're empty, right? Et cetera, et cetera, of all the reasons and all the excuses actually of why we were empty that first year. So the reason I'm bringing this up to you friends and what we're talking about this is that maybe you're watching this video and you're like, you know what? Maybe we have a horrible rotation and that is why my restaurant's empty. I wanted to tell you it's all an excuse. You've made that decision. You're like, you already have that decision made. You need to make this work. It's all excuses, right? It's all excuses and you better make it work. So here's what happened. Once we got over ourselves, we figured out, listen, um, we have a family and uh, this restaurant's not profitable and we cannot change the location. So we need to get on with it, right? And as I mentioned, we had no restaurant experience. So within the first two years, uh, we were able to double our sales and we've been able to over triple our sales in the last five years. And again, we have no restaurant experience. So it is possible. This, this, that's why I'm having this conversation with you. No matter what location you get, it is possible to make it successful. And we're going to talk about that uh, today. So here's the secret. Effective marketing is more important than your location. Let's think about that for a second. Effective marketing. And and the reason what makes a, a marketing strategy effective is because it actually um, is not the same, right? So uh, your your marketing strategy is going to shift based on your location, right? On this show, we talk about all kinds of stuff to help you grow your sales. And I'm obsessed with marketing. It's just what we are. And we've been able to see success because we've been able to shift our marketing strategy. Uh, based on our community, where we're located, and that is what you can also do. So no matter what kind of a location you get, okay? So now let's talk about it. What I'm saying is that there is absolutely, absolutely no such thing as a perfect location. There is no such thing uh, for your business. This decision, as I mentioned, will not be black and white. In fact, it's gonna be really gray, and you're gonna have to discern. You gotta look at the pros and the cons, and that's why we're gonna go over 12 different factors that you need to consider because this will not be as easy of a decision friend. I'm sorry. It's just what's going to be. So, um, go and download that free guide restaurant location analysis. So, um, you can make the wise decision and again, discern. So the first thing you need to consider, we're going to dive into the show now. Okay. First thing you need to consider is visibility. Um, visible from the main road, visible from where people are passing by. Are you in some hole in a corner and a road that most people don't go or what have you? You know, this is something you need to score and figure out where it's at. Is it visible or it's not visible? That's again, as I mentioned, each of these factors is not end all be all. You're like visibility, pretty poor. Maybe another thing is very strong and it'll balance it out. Okay. But you do need to consider the visibility. Nowadays, everybody's super busy. And if you're not, if you're not on their site, you're, you're out of mind, you're out of sight. No one knows you. No one knows you exist. That's an important factor to consider. The other one is traffic. So here's what it is. You know, we own pizzerias and people may be like, oh, you know, why don't you guys add slices, right? And we're in Texas. We're not in New York, right? And the reason the slices uh, work, pizza slices in New York works is because there's a lot of foot traffic 
right? You, you can't just grab a marketing tactic from wherever and be like, oh, it works for that restaurant over wherever. It may work for me. You need to discern. And so some marketing tactics, some different things work for different things. Now, traffic, foot traffic and car traffic. You need to consider that as a factor uh, when it comes to choosing your location. Next one is the speed limit. So you may have a phenomenal visibility by the main highway. And also there's a lot of car traffic that uh, passes by your, your restaurant really fast, right? If the speed limit is 60, for instance, on that road. So uh, you need to consider the speed limit because all cars are going really fast and they're not really paying attention to your restaurant because they're just passing you by. Access. I don't know if it happens to you. Sometimes, you know, we try to go try a restaurant. The access is like, oh, you have to go to this highway. I don't know what it is here where we're at, at least. In San Antonio, we have a lot of highways and it kind of loops around here and there. And you need to consider the access. How easy and convenient is it to get to your location? Uh, parking. If the parking is going to be inconvenient because people have a lot of choices, um, nowadays, wherever you live in the United States, uh, people or anywhere around the world, I don't know, but there, people have options when it comes to restaurants, right? So if it's at all inconvenient in any way of these things that I'm mentioning, you're going to have a little bit of a weakness when it regards to that. The fifth point is parking. The sixth factor you need to consider before you purchase a restaurant is location history. Here's what happens. First is the restaurant we bought. Um, you know, wherever I would go around town and they would ask me, oh, who are you? Or whatever. Oh, yeah, we own a restaurant over there, blah, 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 whatever is our restaurant. I would mention, they're like, oh, yeah, wasn't there another Italian restaurant before you guys? Yeah. And then before that was this. So here's what happens when wherever you're going to location, you're going to go to. If there has been a lot of changes in the last two to three years, two to three years, it's going to take a while for people to come and trust you because they're like, you're probably not going to stick around. You're probably going to not stick around. So why they come and try you if you're not going to stick around, you know? And if you've seen it, like sometimes there is like a TV show that comes up like first season and they're like, oh, the second season is not going to come up. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, the second season was not approved for whatever reason. And uh, you're like, well, I'm not going to commit watching the whole season if there are not going to be new seasons coming in. I don't know if it's this feeling. You don't want to commit to something. You don't want to like something that's you're not sure is going to stick around. And a lot of times it happens. There's this barrier. People come in and check you out you need to know the history what else happened in that location before you what kind of a restaurant was there why were they successful why were they not successful right whatever taste people have in their mouth of that location before you got there is going to take a minute for that taste to go away and you need to be aware of that um yeah so next one and these are so 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 important friend this i mean literally we could talk all day for, about this the three to five mile radius of wherever location you need to study it as though you were going to write a dissertation about you know we literally like when we had to go to our second location we come up with this long document assessing and analyzing this location i'm going to go over with some of these things but it, literally you need to do your due diligence friend there is no way out of it three to five mile radius of the restaurant you need to know the density if you are like so our first location um, I'm going to say within three mile radius, we have about 2000 people who live near the restaurant. However, we have this large industrial park where there is Amazon warehouse, Caterpillar warehouse, Benny Keith warehouse. These have like thousands of people who work on these warehouses. So we have very good lunch and what have you. 
Zach Restaurant has a totally different strategy when it comes to marketing it to our second location, which is a neighborhood pizzeria in a dense neighborhood. So you, before going into it and committing to a location, you need to know what you're getting yourself into, right? So study it, residential, how dense is it? What's their income level? I'm gonna go over all of that as well. Their income level, blah, 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 whatever it is. But again, the residential, how dense is it? That's gonna define, are you gonna have a busy lunch? Are you gonna have a busy dinner? And all of that. Three to five mile radius of your restaurant. Other things you need to study is what are the businesses around your restaurant? These are going to be future partners where you can serve their customers and befriend them and you know have a, a partnership. And we talk about that on the show a lot about partnerships. And it is critical for us as restaurant owners to partner with places like hotels. You want to take care of the front desk so they will recommend their guests to come to your restaurant, right? We befriend churches because that's, you know, it's aligned with our core values, right? We befriend churches, we come up with deals for them and they send their customers to us and we bless them the best way we can. Hospitals, right, is another one. Schools, we are, have great partnerships with schools. Um, you need to study three to five mile radius of your restaurant. Again, in that uh, location analysis sheet that I have for you to print, you can write in there all the businesses that are there and you're gonna be on Google Map finding all of this information on Google Maps online. You put that location, you're gonna zoom in and write down all the businesses around and you're gonna stop by and say hello. You're gonna introduce yourself. You're gonna ask some questions, you know? But that's other part within a partnership. You can take them some free food and get to know people as well, even before you commit to that location because you're being very strategic. That's why. Okay. Next is the hot one. The ninth factor you need to consider is all the restaurants and direct competitors that are in the three to five mile radius of that location that you're looking into. Let me talk about what I mean by that. All restaurants, as in, is there like a, for instance, you own a pizzeria and you're going into a neighborhood. Is there a taco place? Is there an ice cream place? Is there a Chinese place? Those are all restaurants. There's a Chick-fil-A, right? All the restaurants and all competitors are all of them that serve pizza. The pizzerias are going to be kind of your direct competitors. You're still competing with everybody because everybody's competing for the mouth space, as you know, right? So you need to make a list of all of the restaurants that are in the three to five mile radius of the location that you're looking at. And I'm going to share with you in this point what you do need to look for, among other things, but these are things for sure you need to look for. One is the price range. You are going to go to those restaurants. You're gonna purchase their food. That's what you're going to do. Um, you're gonna be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars committing to a location. Um, would you go and visit these restaurants and spend $10 here, $20 here, go with your manager, go with your spouse, go check these out and psychoanalyze every aspect of them. So one is gonna be their price range. You wanna look up the restaurants that are around. What is their price range? right? Especially the successful restaurant that you're going to check. So that will give you an idea of their average ticket. When I'm going to be telling you, oh, you need to have a gross sales of 1.2 million to make your restaurant successful. You're going to be like, oh, so if my average ticket is $25 or $50 based on what you sell, okay, my average ticket is going to be probably this based on what you've assessed in the neighborhood. It's like, oh, I'm going to need this many tickets. Then you're going to observe the density of the neighborhood or how many people are around to see if it's something that's feasible or not, right? All of these factors make a lot of sense. So look at the price range. You want to assess what's going to be possible, your average ticket. 
their service, right? When you come in, you get greeted, you not look at their service, look at their servers. Those are going to be possibly your future looking employees, right? They may quit working there and come work at your restaurant. Assess the people. These are people who live there as well, right? You're going to get a feel for that. The other one is the decor. Are they really fancy? Are they not very fancy? That gives you an idea um, as well of what you need to do in your restaurant. And ultimately what you're doing is you're assessing a lot of things to come up with identifying a gap in the marketplace. Gap in three to five mile radius of your restaurant. A lot of times we go and we're like, oh, I need to have this unique, what's called a unique selling proposition. We have this unique thing we do at this restaurant. And listen, what you want to do is look up in three to five mile radius of your, your restaurant, wherever you're looking at, what can you do to differentiate yourself from everybody around? That is ultimately what you're looking for. Don't look up nationwide, blah, blah, blah. Don't confuse yourself. Look up where you're going in a five mile radius. That's ultimately going to be your customers. Next, your ticket time. So when you order your food, obviously you observe the service and you know, how the service is, did they greet you, how they explain their food, ask some questions about how to prep the food and tell you a little bit of the background and history of the restaurant, look at their ticket times, the culture of the company, you observe the servers, how deal, they deal with one another, how they speak with you, right? Are they very courteous and uh, formal in the way they carry themselves or not? That's going to give you so much insight, even how they dress. Do they have uniforms? Do they not? You want to identify that gap, which is what we're talking about. And so here is what's going to be, friend. You got to go weekday lunches, weekend lunches. You're going to go weekday dinners and weekend dinners um, for you to assess the location. Now, you may don't want to do all of that. You can go drive around the parking lot or whatever. Now, I strongly suggest you go actually give your business, give money and taste what's around the neighborhood. But in order for you to know like how you're going to craft your strategy for this location to have, you know, weekday lunch is a very different strategy than weekend lunch, you know, Sunday lunch, you know, all of that. It's what is around. I mean, you're going to get so much insight, but again, know that you need to consider all of these factors. So you identify the weak points that you need to emphasize in bringing up, um, so that is kind of what uh, we did, friend, when we went and chose our second location. We went and did business, I mean, gave our business. We stopped by with my husband, went for coffee, went breakfast here, went for dinner here, different ones, um, and uh, trying to what it is. So then the other thing you want to do is get a feel for the crowd um, for different days and hours of the week, as I mentioned. That, that is so, so important get a feel for the crowd. So on the one hand, you're analyzing the restaurant and the other hand, you're analyzing their customers, right? Uh, that is very, very different uh, as well. I'm going to go touch on based on that soon. Another thing, which is a 10th factor is safety. It, it doesn't matter what kind of location you have it has great visibility. It has this, it has that. Is it a safe neighborhood? That's something that could very well affect your restaurants especially your late sales. If no one's going to come out of their house after 7 p.m., you're going to have a problem. But um, the other one that is so, so important, as I said, that you want to get a feel for the customers is two things. One is demographics. The other one is what's called psychographics. Let's talk about demographics. You want to look at who the buyers are, their gender. Are there a lot of women? Are there a lot of men? 
Why does that matter? Because you may go to this Mediterranean house or this coffee shop. There's a lot more women that there's, you know, than men. That matters. You know, you want to assess what's going on in here, right? Their age groups. Are there a lot of young people? Is it because there is a college nearby or not, right? You want to look at their income level. You got to look at their clothes. You got to judge them by their cover a little bit to assess, right? Obviously, there are studies out there. You can look up their income level by zip code. Just Google it, and you can see that marital status. Are they again? If there is a college nearby, is there, you know, whatever it is, that are there a lot of young families with kids? Do you have a lot of daycares in the neighborhood? That will give you an insight. Are there a lot of middle schools? Are there multiple elementary schools? That will give you the feel of those who live in the neighborhood. That information is so important. You can't go into a neighborhood and be like, "This is who we are, and this is our concept." Your concept must shift and adapt in order for you to be successful, and that is being nimble. I, I, you know what I mean? You may, "Oh, this is who we are, and we're going into a neighborhood." You need to shift. Are you going to an area where there's a lot of seniors, and your theme is that, "Oh, we like to have a motorcycle coming out of the thing because I'm into Harley Davidson." Blah, blah. You, you know what I mean? You know what? All right. So psychographics is, I'm going to say it's our biggest reason for success. Psychographics explain why your customers buy. Psychographics is a little bit different than demographics. Both information are important. As I mentioned, demographics is like age, gender, income,、uh, their marital status, and all of this information you actually can directly find online. You can. So the other thing is, when it comes to psychographic, is a psychographic is you understanding if people are in a certain age group, which you found out from the demographic, what is going to be mobilizing them to do business with you, right? So let's talk about it. Psychographics explains why people buy. Psychographics are consumer behavior, determines the personality, values, interests. Opinions, attitude, and tastes of a particular segment of a population, and that is the culture of the neighborhood. And we could talk for a long time about this, but you need to sit and figure out. Listen, if there is a lot of moms in the area because we have multiple schools and what have you, what is the culture? What would mobilize a mom? So I need to be kid friendly of a location. What makes it a kid friendly, right? This is literally is our was our thought process. Now, granted, we have also young kids,、um, my husband and I, so we understand the demographics and the psychographics really well. But what will make it kid friendly? Is it just the menu? Okay, what else? How can we make the life of that mom easier that they come out to the restaurant, right? Making them compel them, inspire them to come to our restaurant, make a memorable experience. For that demographic, considering the psychographic aspects of it, we could talk all day about it. What's going to make college students to go to this bar versus that bar is the bar owner, that whatever restaurant, understanding these psychographics. What's going to make your restaurant look cool to that particular demographic? Yeah, we could talk about you know the decor. The all you need to shift. Uh, based on who you're trying to attract, so you can only effectively reach your target audience when you understand both the demographic and the psychographic. Example: moms. Now, within moms, moms of high schoolers, moms、uh, that are empty nesters, 
uh, right? Moms who have little babies, moms that have toddlers, their needs, what, what goes into their mind that affects their buying decision is very, very different. So we need to be really smart. Oh, now the good part. The 13th factor. Yes, we're going to talk about 12 and we're coming for landing. And this is, uh, we're going to be talking about the rent. That is very, very important. Let's talk about it. So you may be looking at this location. It has great visibility. It has, you know, all the stuff we talked about. The rent is going to be hypothetically 20, I mean, I don't know, $15,000 a month, especially if you're going to get a loan, you really need to consider that. You know that what I'm talking about, right? So if the rent is going to be, how's, what's going to determine if rent is high or low is you figuring out what the gross sales need to be in order for you to make the rent happen. So you can be profitable because otherwise, why are we having this conversation, right? Why do we have to go open a restaurant and we're not going to be profitable, right? Obviously. So the rent is very, very important. Okay. You really need to, you need to be caring about that. So let's talk about that. What will it take to make it profitable is the question. It's not about how much the rent is. It's about what it takes to make that rent profitable. You can get a location. Oh, you know what? The rent is so cheap. The rent is $2,000. Maybe it's because it's a sucky location. That's why rent is low, right? So for instance, where we're at in San Antonio, I don't know if you're familiar with, you know, we have the Riverwalk, right? You want to set up shop at Riverwalk. Sometimes the rent, actually, we call the one one place that opened up. Rent is like $50,000 a month, just a rent. So whatever location you're buying there, uh, you may have a loan and whatever that you need to pay for. That's on top of that. $50,000 is the rent. Now, if you're a decision making, oh, rent is high, rent is low. This is, this is because you don't know what you're talking about. What you need to assess is that what will it take to make it profitable and are we able to make it profitable based on all the factors we talked about? You know what I mean? So for the Riverwalk, it's next to the Riverwalk, right? It's next to the Alamo. San Antonio gets over... I don't know, 40, 50 million tourists every year. And everybody goes to the Alamo. Everybody goes to the Riverwalk, right? So 50,000 makes sense for that particular location. Now we, we're not entering that league just yet. I'm just saying that what makes a location good or bad based on the rent is you doing a math, not just saying, well, that's high or that's low. You know what I mean? We need to give an educated answer and let's assess a simple math. Okay. So example is you're looking at a location, rent is $5,000 a month, and you want to figure out what will it take for me to make this profitable, profitable, profits, profits. Okay. So if it's making $5,000 a month, you need to figure out first for the category of a restaurant you're opening, what is the best practices when it comes to your rent percentage? I'm going to tell you, you're like, well, I don't know. Look it up. Google that. So if you're a Mexican restaurant, hypothetically, you want to know what should be your average uh, rent percentage of your gross sales in order for you to make a minimum of 10% profits. Okay. I know what it is for pizzerias. As I mentioned for pizzerias, it's seven to 8%. So I'm going to say 8%. When we bought our restaurant, in fact, we obviously never did the math because we did not know what we were doing. So the rent at that time was 17%. The rent was 17% of the rent. I'm sorry, of the gross sales. Sorry about that. 17% of our gross sales was just for the rent alone. No wonder we're in the negatives. We're not making a profit. So for a healthy pizzeria in particular that we're talking about, 
of. Your rent is going to be around 80% of your gross sales. So that is going to indicate if $5,000 uh, is 8%, you want to solve that for X. And you can go, if you're listening to us on, on the podcast and like, oh, this is confusing math, you can go check the YouTube uh, associated with this show. I'm going to have the link down below for you. No worries. So you're simply going to say 5,000 over X equals 8 over 100. So 8%, 5,000. You solve that for X and X comes to $62,500 a month in order to make sense for that $5,000 to be 8% of your sales. So when you multiply that by 12, it comes out to be $750,000. So in order for a $5,000 a month rent for you to um, at least make 10% profit, and again, these are all rough numbers because you need to have a rough estimate before you go into it. So if you go and buy a restaurant, for instance, that is listed for $200,000 and it's making $600,000, you need to know that it's below break even. It doesn't matter what the P&L says. You need to do your due diligence. This is a basic math you need to know before you're going into it. Because the gross sales is going to indicate, again, as I mentioned, okay, if it's going to be $750,000, I need to know what's going to be my average ticket and the number of homes that I need to convert to becoming our customers. And then you're going to look at the density or the number of people who work in the area. And that's going to shift a lot of things. You know, as I mentioned um, up front, this is not a black and white decision. This is a very great decision. You need to discern based on your capabilities, your strengths, your weaknesses, and how you're able to shift and be nimble and shift your marketing strategy, shift your decor, shift your service, shift your menu, and adjust to the neighborhood where you're going into, okay? Be aware of love at first sight. I wanted to talk to you about that. A lot of times you go see a location, you're like, that's it, this is the perfect location. You may go with your spouse. And your sp- oh, that's it. This is what we've been looking for. Look at this, you know, and maybe the decor, you go walk in, it's a restaurant for sale. Oh, wow, look at this thing. And you fall in love with this location. Be aware of love at first sight. Do due diligence. We're going to leave it at that. We're all business owners. I'm, you know what I mean by that. Um, okay, you will have to assess the opportunity of the location and identify the gap that you can maximize. Okay, so you need to assess the opportunity. Everything is an opportunity. You go look at this location, you're like, what is the opportunity here? What can we do at this location? And you need to be honest with yourself, again, on those factors that we went over. Observe to see what will it take to make this location a success and profitable first with the math. Once you know the math, you're like, okay, how are we gonna shift things in order to adapt to this neighborhood so we can win the community over? And you need to identify a gap because you can't be same old, same old. Um, All of those same olds are taken. No one needs another same old. You know what I'm saying? So you need to score the location based on those factors that we talked about. And you need to discern how are you going to shift. It's going to have some weaknesses and some strengths. All right. You must shift your marketing strategy to best serve the three to five mile radius of your restaurant. You can have Yelp ads calling you. Um, I've been talking to you about text message marketing that we do. Um, We also do email marketing. We do Facebook ads. We do everything because, again, it's not going to be one tactic that's going to double your sales rate. 
you need thousands of customers to make a restaurant successful. So unless you're a Michelin star and average ticket is $200. So if that's the case, I don't think you'd be watching this video unless you are. So you need to be very nimble. So dough making action tip is this. Please go and download that PDF, score the location that you're looking at based on those factors, come up with a three to, you know, possible game plans to combat the weaknesses of this location. Um, if you're wondering, well, I don't know what are some of the ways we can market this, you need to go before uh, purchasing that location, have a game plan. And that's why they're asking you for a business plan whenever you go get a loan from the bank, because they want to know what on earth you're doing. That's the reason, right? You assessing, obviously you don't know all the details, but before you go into it, uh, commit to do the due diligence. If you're looking for ideas uh, to market your restaurant, I have this free guide is called 52 ways to grow restaurant sales. The reason is because there are 52 weeks in a year and one idea per week, you should, you should be doing good, right? Okay. That's with that. Thank you so much for tuning into this uh, week's show. It's been a question uh, that has been asked on our website about how to know how to choose a location, and that's what we're answering. So if you have any questions you would like us to cover in the show in the future, go to our website, makingdoshow.com. Scroll all the way down, submit your questions. I will be happy to talk about it here on the show. Subscribe so you don't miss upcoming shows and what have you. And uh, yeah, with that, uh, let's get back to work and make some dough. Bye.